2: your knives and stay yes stay welcome everybody to another episode of the top chef for hop up i'm Haley strong i'm here to talk snicks and snacks today not alone kurt clark hey
3: hello how's it going
2: i'm great what are you up to these days Um,
3: i just got done with a week of pet sitting and house sitting so i'm finally back in my own abode which is always always nice who, so, house
2: sit, who house sat your house when you were house sitting?
3: I have nothing. Well, um, the house sitting, the house can take care of itself. I have no pets to, that need to be taken care of. So I did stop by every so often uh, just to make sure that, you know, I was giving the thermostat some TLC, you know, just kind of <laughs> caressing the kitchen counters. Um, but uh, no, no, no. It was uh, it's it's pretty self-sustaining.
2: That's that's what I like to hear. We're not we're not alone today. No, uh, Latanya is not with us. We wish her to feel better. We love you, Latanya. We miss you always. um But we have a really special guest here today, and I'm I'm thrilled. We have, you know what? We didn't plan this. We planned it, but we didn't like totally plan it to ma- match up so perfectly. We have our own excellent woman from Houston here, <laughs> Asia Welch. Welcome, welcome to the Top Chef wrap up.
0: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here, and I'm. I'm so glad that this is my first season of Top Chef, um, which kind of blows my mind. Like, I'm no stranger to cooking shows. Like, I've seen almost every season of MasterChef, Hell's Kitchen. My, if my TV's not on HGTV, it's on the Food Network. So I don't know where I've been. Um, I think Bravo is just my blind spot, mm-hmm. you okay. know, when it comes to shows. So yeah. that's probably why I've never caught on. But I have friends that watch Top Chef and they've always talked so highly about it. Um so oh my gosh boy do i have like i i knew everything that like i was just blown away
2: i was so excited <laughs> Honestly, i yeah like this is a show that i just assumed you watched i don't know i just <laughs> right. it just seems like a perfect asia show right um oh, and then i, I bullied you into watching this <laughs> <Houston>. <laughs> every week i bullied you it was like watch this show <laughs> right. it's in houston you have to watch you have to talk to me about it i, <laughs> right. I bullied you into doing this and i'm so sorry
0: i'm so but glad you did because i was so hand. happy to watch because i kind of i binged it and i was like over the past week and then i was like where, why Why is there no more? And I'm like, oh, obviously, because it comes on week to week. <laughs> but I obviously can go back and, and start from the beginning and just see all the greatness over the years. But oh, my gosh. I mean, OK, for starters. So they did that that challenge at the Post a few episodes back, the Post Houston where they did the night, Asia, the Asian night market. I oh, have the been The open there.
3: air building the top. Yes. Of the, okay.
0: So it used to be a post office and they had their grand opening like in November, so they they were actually there before it officially opened to the public. Oh cool, so they transformed it from this post office to like a food hall, and it's so cool, like there are just so many like uh, vendors or like there are so many restaurants, you know food hall style, and then once you go up to the rooftop, you see like the whole Houston skyline, and it's literally like five minutes from me oh, like nice. i yeah i I could run there. Um, and then the Blind Goat, which we do see this episode, that's at Bravery Food. That's what is it called? Bravery Food Chef Hall. It's another food hall that's not too far from me. And I've eaten there. I, I have like the chicken fried rice, but they I'm sure they have much better food. <laughs> I mean, the chicken fried rice was good, but <laughs> there's more
2: things that can impress you. I'm so um, thrilled you're here to give us all of these like Houston hot tips about like right. what we've been seeing, like giving us context. I love it. Yes. And then
0: you had Lucille's. I've been there a few times. Um, Cause who is it? Uh, what's his name? Chris. Or is it Chris? The owner of Lucille's. He, um, so I've been to that restaurant. They have a great brunch. I haven't been for brunch yet, but I've been for dinner and it's delicious. And then they go to Whole Foods for all their shopping trips. I always go to Whole Foods. And then J, J Bar M that they went to last episode. I've eaten there, too. It's not hard oh. for me. Like five minutes from my house.
2: So this is just like, I know that place. I know that place. I know that place. Like,
0: exactly. I want to say,
3: say like for the Chicago season, I was living in L.A. And for the L.A. season, California seasons, I was living in Chicago. So I've never had that moment of like, I'm going to go like I've. I think even like before, I think when Chicago was airing, I wasn't that familiar with the different places eat, so I hadn't been to a lot of the places. Um, but I kind of now it's like I I'm like living vicariously through you that like yeah. these are all great places that you either know of or you know that you want to go there.
0: Right, right. I mean, I'm just like I'm in Wonderland right now with reality TV because I'm also podcasting about the ultimatum, and that I can't is, wait to
2: watch it. <laughs>
0: yes, it's it's so good. <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad but so good but they're in austin and i went to college in austin so four years of my life four year, four formative years of my life were in austin and they're going up places i know and it just blows my
2: mind so so this stuff. is just a really it's just like an asia journey right now right just like but you're enjoying the season like you are like you're gonna keep watching this oh
0: absolutely yeah this is definitely not a one and done like okay the podcast is behind me so won't look back no i i'm invested
2: good i'm so thrilled to hear that i can't wait for
0: your first restaurant (laughs) wars
2: oh it makes me anxious um yeah so this is a fun episode it was also um I, I was really emotional. Maybe I, I cried a little bit. I mean, that's typical fare for me and Top Chef, though, honestly. Um, but in the quickfire, I thought this was a great quick fire. In Paris. create a sw- salty and sweet dish. We uh, saw Nini and Kelsey from Top Chef Kentucky, Aww. two of my favorites. I was thrilled to see them. Um, They're actually known. They were known that season for their dessert. So I love that they had to make desserts. And I love a salty and sweet dessert. So I was really excited to see what they were going to make
3: when the when the when the chefs were told each of you on this side is going to pick a sweet ingredient each of you is going to pick a salty ingredient like i knew immediately that they were going to have to work in pairs yeah and i was like why do you and and not poached pairs not asian (laughs) uh, although one of them was going to have to do that uh but like like if i had been there and i don't the the one time I'll pat myself on the back is I would have immediately joined up with someone's like okay let's let's figure out what you're going to pick and what I'm going to because yeah. it looks like they got to choose partners cause, cause, um, uh, poor, uh, because because poor
2: because Monique and DeMar chose each other yeah I was on the lookout for that especially because
0: I was been listening to your podcast I said uh, now I'm on the lookout and I was catching every little glance
2: every like fleeting moment yeah and,
3: and nobody wanted Nick and his pork rinds. Um, it's like I would have like immediately been like, okay, let's let me not just choose this in a vacuum. Let me coordinate with some, or at least see what somebody else is picking and choose something that I think will go well with that. Even if it's not a spoken thing between us. But um, I didn't know it was going to be a Talenti uh, Sorbet sponsored challenge. Um, but uh, I did. I did kind of call that they were going to have to work in pairs. Do
2: y'all like Talenti? i've never tried it i don't think it exists here
3: oh,
0: is th- it texas based
3: no it's it's in Michigan okay okay. um it just maybe hasn't crossed the, like the uh, the, the border, border. <laughs> hasn't gone through windsor into uh into canada <laughs> gotcha. uh, it's
0: amazing. Um, I love the mango flavor and the raspberry flavor. so if anyone 's ever seen it in a grocery store and you're contemplating because it's a little bit pricey for just like a tub of ice cream, um get it because it 's worth a try. <laughs>
3: I I believe because they were around for the last season as well, and I think when whatever I can't remember what role they played there, but I remember getting a a, a pint or two, whatever the size was, a jar or two of the Talente last season. And I literally just was at the grocery store an hour ago, and I compl- and I was thinking when I was watching this yesterday, when I go on when I go on Sunday to the grocery store, I'm going to check out the Talente options, and I completely forgot. <laughs> so there we I go. had
2: I had Christina reach out to me. She's also a, a Texas native, and she said. Um she wishes it was a Bluebell ice cream challenge because yes. Bluebell is such like a big staple in Texas. <laughs> yes. Bluebell
0: is like when you think ice cream, it's kind of like when people think about um like tissue paper, but they say Kleenex, like that's kind of where Kleenex is a brand, but there are other oh, brands. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Of like napkins. But people say, or like when you say Google something, you mean mm-hmm. you want to just search it but when you think ice cream i naturally think bluebell and then i'm just like oh okay not bluebell <laughs> it's so good it's so good what's your favorite kind of bluebell oh banana pudding ooh so it comes it's like a a banana and vanilla ice cream and then it also has vanilla wafers in it
1: ooh
0: oh it's i mean so many calories but i would take down a pint in college like, just like, oh, let me go get some banana pudding.
2: Oh, <laughs> that sounds outstanding.
3: Bluebell yeah. produces over 250 different frozen products and 66 are flavors of ice cream.
2: Mm-hmm. What the what? Yeah.
3: So I was looking online to see what the uh, the flavors were so that I could you know, weigh in. But that, that's not going to be uh, easy to f- track down. If I find it, I'll, I'll weigh in. But uh, love yeah. me some ice cream
0: there's always a limited amount of options in the grocery store. So like the main, which I'm kind of, well, I guess I'm not surprised. This is top chef Why they're doing all of their shopping at whole foods. They always like, have. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes that's, sense. It's
2: like their sponsor. Gotcha.
0: Okay. That totally makes sense. It, Cause I'm, I'm like a sheltered Texas mindset. Cause born in Dallas, went to college in Austin and now I live in Houston. So I'm like, anything I think, I'm like, oh, that's just Texas. But yeah, so Whole Foods is everywhere. Okay, cool to know. Because we, our main grocery store is HEB. So like HEB is going to have like way more brands uh, or way more flavors of Bluebell, But you have to like go to like random gas stations in between cities to find like an abundance of flavors to get these unique ones. I love that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I love just like going through every gas station in Texas yes. to find like the best bluebell ice cream.
0: <laughs> right. Just try it out.
3: I'm I'm looking at the uh was the the cookie two-step?
0: Mm, yeah, people like that one. See, my my weak spot with food is which on the Meredith First Sight podcast, Jason and I talk about this a lot. Um and more so recently was that there's a, such thing as like a chicken finger man and a chicken finger woman it's like when you go to a restaurant and there's like so many options you get chicken fingers <laughs> so oh Jason, okay yeah Jason is a chicken finger man like don't... <laughs> oh god I
2: worked at a restaurant for a long time like I know yes I'm I've met
0: these people yes so then we both agreed that we don't like certain things like I don't like cheese or chocolate and I was like wait am I a chicken finger woman but I, I do I'm branching out like, I don't. As,
2: yeah I don't think you would be I think you you seem to be the type to just, like try stuff
0: yeah I, I can try a few things It's just certain things that I'm like okay yeah like chocolate is a hard no but I'll I can eat some like cream cheese or I I, I branch out a little bit more with with cheese lately, like I eat pizza.
2: Okay, okay. So yeah. you're not like just like vehemently against it, but Correct. you're not going to do what I do, which is just eat cheese off the brick,
3: <laughs> or like the conveyor belt. I sent a picture. Yeah, of from, the, uh, from London.
2: Kurt, Kurt went to a cheese conveyor belt restaurant. <laughs> oh, that's cool. The
3: it's. I don't know where we going with that statement. <laughs> Sorry. <it's
2: in. laughs> Uh, So, uh, yeah, they had to pair up to make these dishes for the quick fire. Uh, Jackson and Jay paired up. Jackson had pistachios. Jay had Asian pears and they made a rosemary poached Asian pear with pistachio cookie, pistachio cream and salted caramel fresh. Honestly, this is like my wheelhouse of dessert. I think I was talking a couple of weeks ago that I really love salty and sweet and I need them to like actually constantly be in balance. So all of these sounded delicious to me. And even Padma was like, you guys are doing well. Like there's no bottom in this challenge, which is great.
3: I made my first, um, there was, there was a, a meal, one of my meal kits came through and I had got a, some brunch options in there. And one was kind of this, thicker it was almost like a oatmeal but it was approached like you make it almost like more like a bread pudding but there were poached pears in it as well mm. and so i actually poached my first pears uh, a couple of weeks ago uh wow. quite tasty and then i kept the the, the poached pear liquid as a uh, element for uh some rum-based drinks
2: i was gonna say that would be that'd make like a great like margarita or something like that yeah
3: i was i was leaning into the tiki the tiki sign mm, of, course, of course of course
2: or <laughs> even like a I love a mojito and I love throwing things in mojitos to make them more tiki-ish. <laughs> if that's a thing.
3: It is. It is.
0: Uh well oh, I guess question real quick about yes. the what is it last chance kitchen kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with Ashley coming back, is that usually usually the case where when there is a person come back, is it most likely one of the last two or have y'all seen it where it could be someone who was eliminated early on?
2: Yeah. So I would say within the last four seasons, they've been starting to do a midway person where before that, for the first, like probably six seasons they were doing top like last chance kitchen, it would be, they would come back usually in the final four or five. Mm. So for the most part, it, it wasn't like early on people. Um, and I would say, for the most part, here you're usually seeing somebody who who went out um,
3: not Relatively, that long ago. Yeah. yeah, it's not usually a direct boomerang in terms of last mm, last one out, no. first one back. Um, yeah, it's
2: definitely.
3: but it's usually within I think the last two to three people. Yeah. Mm.
2: oh yeah we didn't sorry we didn't even mention thank you asia for helping us do my our job correctly (laughs) last chance kitchen competitor came back welcome back ashley yeah she left and came back immediately um and her and nick were paired up with the ginger snaps and pork rinds they made a ginger snap bundt cake with lemon ice salted molasses buttermilk and brown butter pork rind mulberry crumble and honestly niff was looking around the kitchen being like i have these pork <laughs> rinds i've made a decision where well, i think that was probably one of the best decisions because i immediately went like make like a granola or a crumble or something you can easily do that or like melt it down and make a caramel like a pork rind caramel or something i felt like it was fun and fairly easy i don't know
3: pork rind mulberry crumble <laughs> yeah says, like you're telling me that's all.
2: more wild than my what i thought of i don't know <laughs> but i would order this i love a i love ginger um ginger desserts
0: oh yeah i love bunt cake so i and but i don't like pork rinds but this looked appealing so i was like i bet it like was a good balance mm-hmm. um because have y'all ever been to this place called nothing Bunt Cake? i was
3: just going to no. ask them if they have them in, in texas
1: yes yeah. we do
0: <laughs> we have it everywhere but uh they yeah we have at least like i i we, i have at least two that are in driving distance that i pick between whichever has less traffic but <laughs> you you just get you can either get like a regular bunt cake size which is like you can probably eat it in one serving if you're really hungry or maybe two two different sittings. Um, then they have like eight inch size, ten inch, and then they also have buntinis, which are like really small, maybe like a three inches wide. I don't know, I even know how many inches. Um, but like I just ordered thirty six last weekend for my <laughs> for my birthday party. <laughs>
1: Nice. Because
0: I was like, what should I do for dessert? Should I get a cake? Then I'm like, people have to cut. And that just feels like, oh, that feels tedious. So I was like, I get Bontinis. Oh. Yeah. And they were amazing. It's a perfect dessert. Yeah. Yeah. It's
3: been a long time. There's one that's like, I was just checking. It's like 10 miles from me, but it's been a, and it's, it's in this stretch of, of West Michigan or Grand Rapids where there's a, just a ton of, retail and restaurants and stuff. I was just actually just there yesterday. Um, so I should have, I need to stop by there next time because it's been ages, but it's good. It's great stuff. Usually, you're giving
2: Kurt like a full list of things that yeah. he needs to pick up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like yep. make your shopping list. Talente yeah.
3: Bundt Cakes, yes. put them together. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my, oh my gosh. I can't even, yeah, like, that yes, that would be absolutely delicious. But yeah, they, the Bundt Cakes have like a cream cheese frosting. And um, the the ones I got were lemon, and then they have a monthly one right now that's strawberries and cream. Mm-hmm. And then I
2: also got uh, red velvet. Ooh, nice. yeah. I love a lemon cake. Oh, I love anything <laughs> lemon.: Yes. Uh, Joe had Marcon- Marcona almonds, and Evelyn had peaches. Together, they made a salted almond buellos with candied peaches and basil cream. This looked a- this was stunning.
3: I was worried that, that that kind of heated metal rod thing wasn't going to work out for them. But I'm glad it did at the end.
2: Me too. I'm really glad it, it did. We we do actually kind of have something similar here. It's a local delicacy called the um, a Crystal Beach Sugar Waffle. The town, a couple towns over, used to be like an amusement park. And they would sell these sugar beet, or those Crystal Beach sugar waffles, and they're, like, so crispy. And, oh, I love them. With powdered sugar. Ooh, uh, you know what? I'm going to have to buy some of these. (laughs) Okay, I'm starting my shopping list now. I
3: should have waited to go shopping and, like, to have lunch until after we met. Because then this is giving me so much more, like, many more ideas right now.
2: Yeah. It's hard to wait to eat, though.
3: Yes.
0: Oh, absolutely. I know it's a... I know it's like we've been seeing their friendship blossom throughout the season, Joe and Evelyn. But after the last challenge that they were partnered up, I was kind of surprised they just like went back to each other.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I
0: would have been a little nervous. (laughs) Like maybe we're great friends, but just maybe we, you know, our styles don't mesh.
2: Yeah, I'm glad they did. And they they were in the top. Um, Damar and Monique. Ooh, they paired together again. <laughs> <laughs> um Damar had sweet corn and Monique had pepitas, and they made cornbread with corn ice cream, pumpkin seed, and parmesan crumble with pumpkin curd. Um, this feels like the most out of the box option, but it sounds delicious. How do you feel how do you feel about a Parmesan crumble?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no. I was would- <laughs> It's so funny because me and my um, my roommate we do HelloFresh, and anytime there's a dish that we want to pick that has like a parmesan element, I'm like, okay, you're gonna have to do that separate (laughs) because either we completely leave it out or we'll make the the meal in like two pieces so that she could put parmesan on her side.
3: That's yeah. If there's anything I make from HelloFresh that's spicy, and I happen to be, you know, cooking it for like if I'm Making dinner for my mom, let's say she's like, you can keep the spice off until the end. Whereas the the, yeah. the, the ingredient I do that with in HelloFresh is the ginger. Any mm. like any Asian dish that requires like the 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 kind of the dicing or the chopping of the ginger, not a big raw ginger fan. So I tend to just like skip that. I double up on the garlic and ignore the ginger,
0: mm. even if it's like in the rice. Like you have to mm. put it. Yeah. in
3: Ah. Oh. Yeah, it's just not a flavor I'm enamored with. Gotcha.
2: Fair. <laughs> uh, Buddha had honeycomb and Luke had miso they had a miso cake crumble with miso ice, miso honey ice cream and miso honey caramel with miso and honey leaf wow they really like went <laughs> to town it, with their it, ingredients
3: it's almost like they combined the miso they basically like made an ingredient called miso honey and then <laughs> yeah. used that and then that ingredient was like peppered throughout because it didn't seem like maybe the miso cake was a little bit more leaning into just the miso solo but it, uh, it, it, it seemed like there was just a lot of, like, wherever there was so there was Honey. Yeah.
2: I mean, good on them. Um, so the winners here were Ashley and Nick. And they both ended up with immunity for the elimination challenge, which was kind of a surprise that we had a double immunity um, with a final, what is this, 10 at this point?
3: And good for Ashley for kind of forcing things to the point where she's not immediately kind of back at Last Chance Kitchen again
2: yeah because I feel like without this immunity, she might have been mhm,
3: yeah, although I know that it just feels like Monique's been like
2: a not on a downward too trend. yeah yeah
3: so i don't I don't know if that was the case, but
0: um, but then it's like who do you send home first, the person who's already been sent home, or the person who's just had kind of like the downward trajectory,
3: yeah, they try to do it based on the. The dish at hand. The yeah, they're
2: they're they're what have you done for me lately kind of people. Uh, which is uh-huh. nice. Well, it seems like,
3: it seems like
2: But it's one of those shows where it's like you get momentum and you mm-hmm. keep doing well. Yeah. Or if you don't do so well, you kind of lose momentum. Yeah. So it does kind of work out like that, but it's very much not like you did badly last week, so you're paying for your mistakes today. It's very much gotcha. like the dish in front of me. Yeah,
3: I think I think based on some of the comments around the pork, and we can get to that. I think she may have, I think Ashley may have got home had she not had immunity.
2: Really? Because I I thought it would have been Monique. Either way. But, you know, it's hard, it's hard to tell in this alternate universe. Right. Um, so the elimination challenge, create a tribute dish inspired by trailblazing women of Texas. Um, and then the dinner was going to be with a bunch of really cool Texas ladies and Tom.
4: <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty
5: That's chumbacasino.com.
4: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Our uh, guest judge for this week is Tiffany Derry, who I was thrilled to see. I love Tiffany so, 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 so much. I was so excited to see her. I hope we see her forever and always it's so funny
0: because like uh one of my friends was up, came over yesterday just to to visit and i was watching episode five and so we saw the preview for this episode she's like oh my gosh do you know who that is i was like no you know this is the, my first time watching <laughs> <laughs> she's like how do you not know top chef royalty
2: <laughs> i cannot wait for you to like message me in a few weeks and be like i've watched seven seasons of top yeah. chef so far and i'm not stopping <laughs> i can't wait I, that is a real possibility Yeah. I mean, you have got a lot going on right now, TV wise. <laughs> right. But once that Big Brother season ends, like, I-, I think we, you I know. think we have you hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the five. So each per, each trailblazing woman had two people with a dish. That makes sense. I feel like <laughs> I didn't explain.
3: And lots of times, I lots of times when, they'll, when they do something like this, they'll treat it as a head-to-head almost. Like yes. there's a top and a bottom in each for each, you know, for each round. They didn't seem like, and they weren't doing that like explicitly this way. Obviously they had to, they were going to be kind of comparing them head to head to some, to some extent. Um, but it wasn't a, a U5 or safe U5 or, no. uh, or, yeah, the bottom. So I, I actually kind of like that they didn't approach it that way.
2: I would agree because they would have felt. <laughs> um like it would have felt oh, how do I even say this not like wrong but like bad visually bad you know to have oh the
3: optics of
1: it
2: the optics of it to have like this yeah. this challenge celebrating women and then like so often women are like pitted against each other it's like well <laughs> let's pit you against each other for these dishes da, 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 yeah. Da. <laughs> yeah so I'm glad they didn't go that direction so the five women um, that day, focused on were Selena, who is a singer, very famous, um, a Babe Diedrichson Zaharias, who is an athlete, um, Bessie Coleman, who was an aviator, which is really freaking cool, and Richards and Barbara Jordan were both um, politicians in the Texas House of Representatives. Um,
3: I think that Drunk History did something on Bessie Coleman, if I'm remembering correctly, <laughs> because the 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 having to go to France to get her aviator's license is 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 like turning some wheels. It's like i it's, remember right. remembering hearing that somewhere, but I think it was like in the context of a, a, a one of the drunk history segments was kind of applauding <laughs> her. So
0: yeah, I think I've done uh, like reports on Bessie Coleman like back in the day, but I am terrible at history. So it's like facts about things go in one ear and out the other. It's just it's wild but uh selena yes she is like royalty around here um like my roommate found out i had never seen the selena movie like a couple years ago and she's like oh my we have to watch it tonight (laughs) so i've seen the selena movie now (laughs) with jennifer lopez so that was really cool seeing suzette know her drummer, her sister. That uh, was really cool. I'm glad yeah. that they yeah. kind of like
2: got people who had connections to each of them.
0: Yes. That oh, that was amazing. Like ann Richard's daughter, um, Cheryl swoops. I if you had if you were talking to a 10 year old Asia, I would be telling you, Yeah, when I grow up I'm gonna be in the WNBA. Like I was all into basketball. I had Cheryl Swoops shoes. Um yeah, so I it was really cool to see Cheryl Swoops, you know, like once I got to high school I was like, okay, no, I I'm (laughs) 5'4".
2: That's (laughs) going to be a dream.
0: (laughs) Let me find a different route. (laughs) Uh, But uh, it was just so, so, so cool. I, yeah, this, this challenge was amazing just to see these women and learn more about them. Because it wasn't just like they were learning more about them. They were telling us facts about them too.
3: This was a, this was also like a tough challenge. Like we've seen you know, create a dish or create a meal inspired by X many times before. Lots of times it's from like a, from a point in your life where something, something, something. And so I think this is, um, like, I'm glad that they gave them a little bit like this. It looked like they were able to, I don't know if they were scrolling the Wikipedia entries or what the files were that they could read up on it on each person. Or, but oh, it they... books, <laughs> oh, it was Google
2: books. Didn't you notice? Oh, it was <laughs> Google books? Yeah. I, I, peeped that on the, on the little tablet.
3: <laughs> and, the, and so I'm glad they have like a little bit more kind of robust sort of information other than like the one the 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 uh the tweet length blurb yeah. that they put on the screen for us at home. Um although we did we did we got a little bit more of Luke's backstory so I thought he was gonna go home so Me too. He's, he's uh <laughs> yeah, dyslexic sure. and took him a little bit longer. Um but uh I just really wanted like Selena's sister and Evelyn to become BFFs
0: Yes. I think
2: they will become <laughs> it's on the, the horizon.
0: Uh, yeah.
3: That's the uh, one thing I want from this episode. <laughs> all right.
2: So Evelyn and Damar, they pulled Selena. Evelyn was thrilled. She loves Selena. She is a Mexican-Salvadorian woman who lives in Texas. Like, Selena was her idol. Um, How lucky
0: was she to pull
2: Selena? Right? I just love how passionate Evelyn gets. And she's been really lucky the last two weeks to have something that's Not just like in her wheelhouse, but just like that she has such a like strong connection to, and I think she's one of those people who cooks better when she has a connection to something.
3: Yeah, it feels like she's had like a couple things fall nicely into her wheelhouse, which is which is just nice to see. Um, So yeah, it was yeah. Would she dressed as as a Selena for Halloween for four years? I think she was saying. (laughs)
0: That's yeah. I I love her. As she is just so the just the personality just comes through the screen. She's so talented. It's like, how could you not like every talent, she knows every single person on the other <laughs> side because <laughs> she's so well connected in the like the Houston restaurant scene. Um so I was like, I have to find her her restaurant. And what I see is that it 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 pops up at different like food markets around oh, the area.
1: Yeah.
0: Um it says restaurant coming soon, but currently like every weekend there at a different place so yeah she has a lot
2: of she has a lot of pop-ups
0: mm-hmm.
2: how cool is that great well you'll have to like seek her out and let us know yeah what yeah she is. i'll take a pic like. <laughs> um so evelyn ended up winning this challenge with her uh como la flor snapper with asian pears chives avocado orange jess aguachile with chipotle chili olive oil this was so stunning. I love that she made it like look like flowers. It was great. I'm a big
0: fan. Yeah. I love that Cheryl sweeps ate all of it,
2: yeah. <laughs> even though there's like like Cheryl, no, there's nine more dishes.
0: Yeah. I no, read.
2: please.
0: Yeah, like that was. I think
3: it was Padma that gave her like, you better just pump the brakes a little bit, slow down. There's more to come. And okay. I think we we saw a little bit of that with with Matt Lucas, his first year as host on British Bake Off. Like yeah. he he got like extremely ill just eating as much as he could of every single dish that was presented to him. So pace yourself.
2: Uh, Demar made green pozole with tortillas, cabbage, radish, and cilantro. They quite liked this dish. It was uh, not in the top or bottom though. Um, who else was worried about Damar's tortillas?
3: I, I was.
2: I was very, <laughs> very worried for my good friend, Jamar. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I
0: was just going to say I could see how he like it was a really good dish. Like they thoroughly enjoyed it. But they said, I think the the response was like, you know, you can see yourself eating this with family. It's comfort food. But that could apply to many people, like anyone who's family oriented. So I think they were looking more for that specific like tie to Selena. Mm
3: -hmm. I I think the I think the bigger error in this challenge was going to be food there's like strike one is you know if there's just technical or uh, decision mistakes that are made in your preparation of food so like poor food composition slash taste and then i think next down was the like connection to the story i think they were more they were more likely to forgive a Tenuous connection to the story of these women's lives than to a very egregious, uh, you know, uh, you know overcook- error, yeah. overcooking something or under seasoning something. Mm-hmm. Um, cutting an
2: oyster in half. But I, I, I knew he wasn't <laughs> yeah. going to be
3: in the. Uh, yeah, yeah. I knew he wasn't going to be in the top based on the that commentary. Given that there was, I think, some others that were at least firing on both both of those cylinders.
2: Yeah. Um. Uh, cooking for babe was ashley and jay ashley made candied pork with salt and vinegar potatoes um, lettuce and herb yogurt and jay made a seafood gumbo with okra kimchi um this challenge really stood out for jay but i think with De- like damar i think jay took that even farther where she um was more inspired by leah chase Mm -hmm. who she had worked with previously um and i thought this was a really beautiful story and like leah chase obviously has such like a big impact in southern cooking she's also been on top chef a couple times so it was kind of like lovely to hear that connection and like the reason that jay was able to stay in the united states was because leah wrote her a letter for the immigration um so yes so jay made seafood gumbo with okra kimchi which i thought was like a cool i feel like it was a great dish but maybe not f- totally fitting for this challenge
3: and we had a couple instances of okra and not a single mention of the fact that tom doesn't like okra
2: i know are we finally <laughs> are we finally passed <laughs> that? Is, is,
3: is that yeah exactly is like is it finally accepted Is okay yeah
2: But I, yeah that's, I guess that's
0: it, one of the things i learned i was yep. from my friend yesterday She said two things <laughs> indian food for padma and then uh he,
2: he doesn't like okra. It's like oh, okay. I'm so glad. I'm so
3: glad your friend was I, able to come give you these comments. Right. Once. I did like t- Tom. Kind of like knew his place in this challenge. Like he's like, I'm just sitting here to listen to all of these women that are like much more accomplished. Like in just to learn. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I I liked that uh, that that Tom was kind of you know taking the backseat here. Uh,
2: yes, I would have to agree. Um, they except for love-
3: the dad except for the dad jokes
2: i mean you gotta have those what's what's tom without a dad joke (laughs) um they really didn't love ashley's candied pork they said that the whole plate was just vinegary i also didn't think it was like the most beautifully composed dish and i don't think like necessarily every dish needs to be beautifully composed in top chef but i think in this challenge specifically because it was like smaller not smaller portions but like you're not cooking for 150 it's not like a street food festival It's like it felt like a fine dining challenge um it was maybe not like the most pretty dish on earth
3: and the pork was a little bit tough it sounded like too as well it was big and tough um
2: ashley just needs to cut down her meats just like a scooch you <laughs> right?
3: yeah except but as long as that meat isn't an oyster um mm-hmm. you don't want to cut those in half but um and i was actually like the, the killed lettuces um I think the description on the screen was that it was like lettuce that was cooked with bacon until the lettuce wilted. That just sounds amazing. (laughs) Just give me the bacon and the lettuce. And I just see what that is like.
2: Just give me the bacon. I don't need the lettuce. I don't want, (laughs) I don't want like soft lettuce. It grosses me out. It's like when I leave it in the fridge too long and it gets all like squidgy underneath.
3: (laughs) Squidgy. Stodgy.
2: Um, Yeah. And I also like want to point out, we actually had some great conversations with Ashley and Joe. Um, about um, about some of the issues in Texas right now, and I, hmm. I think when it was announced that Top Chef was going to Houston, a lot of people were bringing up their not so stellar healthcare record um, when it when it comes to women, um, they're not so stellar record when it comes to the LGBT. Q plus community and I think hearing from Joe and Ashley talk about it and how it impacts them um, hearing Joe say because she's a she's a Texas person too saying like hey like I make more of an impact here than I would in a place where everyone thought the same as me so yeah. I just really appreciated them acknowledging um, the show acknowledging what the landscape is right now
0: yeah absolutely because Yeah, I think a lot of people, especially with a lot that goes on in Texas right now, um, they think we we want to live in Texas because we are fine with everything that's happening. It's just like, oh, no, we I mean, there is such a strong push for the next governor race and, you know, just trying to make change. So people that are here that disagree with a lot that's going on like we really want to make a change and you can see that in certain pockets especially in houston certain pockets um they even highlighted it um like we have an area like an um a certain an intersection in this area called montrose in houston that has like the um lgbt like rainbow colors along the crosswalk and it's such like a iconic thing because it's just like look we are showing that we support this community in this area so it's just like there there's there is a, a ton of effort around i'm very glad that joe pointed that out that you know people we there are plenty of people that are trying to make a change and it's not just like oh you, if you live in texas you're cool with the 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 policies that are going on mm-hmm. yeah
3: I, I like that point where where she was you know saying that you know if you want to make a difference you need to you you can't be surrounded by like-minded people. Like mm-hmm. it, it, you know that's that's not those aren't the areas that need your impact. So yeah, and I think I think we might have even seen that that inter- that Montrose intersection that, you're, uh, that yeah. you are mentioned.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's in like the the credits the inters- mm-hmm. or the interstitial yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah,
0: I literally I I drive over it to drop my dog off at her daycare.
2: So. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Um, Buddha and Luke, they both had Bessie Coleman. Um, Buddha made poulet en Bessie which is like a play on poulet en vessie, uh, with Paris Mash, uh sauce Robert and corn with chicken mousse. I didn't think this was gonna work. I thought this was gonna be one of those ones where Buddha's just going like too Also the, the idea of poulet en vessie kinda is like not the most thrilling uh dish sound to me. What what was it like? Chicken braised and like a a liver or something wild, or a heart, or <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yeah, I I In this
3: round, I could not get past chicken fudge, so I didn't. I wasn't. I was. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. less focused
2: on Buddha. Well, I don't know. It's like Buddha was like making these little like he's like wrapping his little chicken breasts in like plastic wrap and being like, I'm just like gonna. Uh, what's it called sous this like that, that and then it came out and I was
0: like
2: I was like it's just like a little like chicken log like I don't want a chicken, chicken log. log
0: yeah but and then when they questioned the
2: popcorn I was like oh no that's not good but they thoroughly enjoyed it they loved it um, I, and then Luke made cured salmon with oyster emulsion and chicken fudge with chicken and rye breadcrumbs so yeah chicken fudge I don't need that described I, that way
3: yeah and and apparently is there was the issue was there wasn't enough of it (laughs) (laughs) okay question all you want the judges wanted more
2: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but made a really beautiful plate i would have liked a little more color it was very much like like beige beige with like a pop of like yellow from the corn but i liked the way he cut the corn i thought it was cool i thought like the way he piped the the Potatoes was awesome. Um,
3: Luke's- did he do the beet pedals last week?
2: Yes, he, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
3: he's 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 presentation guy. He, yes, he can, he can make it look amazing.
2: Yes, I do love what he does, um, presentation wise. Yeah, Luke's they just didn't love, they I don't know, there just wasn't enough to it. Yeah, and, it, and I
0: wonder because it, it seemed like they liked it. It was just like, oh, if we got more of this, it would have really done um like volumes for the dish so i'm like was it just a matter of quantity or that's what it sounded like Mm. and like
2: i don't think they thought it really meshed super well with bessie mm -hmm. either
3: that's true yeah it was also like that that was that was kind of two strikes against yeah it was the technical element of food and also the lack of connectivity to the story.
2: Bessiness.
3: Like mm-hmm. she went to Europe and I went to Europe and here's what I learned in Europe. And I thought he was actually going a ding. I, I I like they did call out that he he was inspired by her story to reflect on something in his own life. And I wasn't sure which how that was going to go. Um and it seemed like they actually gave him kind of some kudos for that, but I think they wanted a little bit more. They said it was good that you did that. But mm-hmm. they were still kind of missing the Bessie element from this.
2: Yeah, where our buddy Buddha had like a whole Bessie pun ready to rumble.
3: Was that key like he that was like the, the she flowed in figure eights and so... Yeah, yeah, there.
2: exactly. Yeah, like He really like tried to find as much connectivity as possible, which mm-hmm. was really cool. Uh, Nick and Joe both focused on Ann Richards. Um, Nick made potato crusted red snapper with beet risotto, kale romesco, and mushroom potato. Those little mushroom potatoes. They are
3: adorable. So adorable. cute. <laughs> and Tom looked like, yeah, they were cute. <laughs> yeah. He didn't, he didn't seem impressed. But I think, I can't remember, um, I can't remember if it was this dish or the next dish, but for Joe's or Joe's dish, um, where, where Anne's daughter was, I think people were kind of like, yeah, oh, this is fine. And she was like, my mom would have loved this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like she's like, don't talk down about this dish. This is exactly yeah. what my mom would have liked. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and Joe made golf shrimp with coconut lime salsa verde, fresh corn polenta and salad. I think if there was a bottom four, our friend Joe would have maybe been involved in that. Um, I thought Nick's dish looked really cool when he said potato and crust. So that's just not what I was envisioning. He like had like little potato chips on it. Oh, that sounds really cool. And a kale romesco.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
2: love kale, but I love romesco. So <laughs> I'd probably be into that.
0: Yeah, I really like that Joe it was Joe, right, who mm-hmm. brought together the ingredients from the
2: community. No, that was
3: Monique did that.
2: Monique. Oh, Monique yeah. did. Yeah. That. Oh, but Joe still like wanted nice. to focus on like the gulf shrimp aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um and kind of take things that she knew and would have liked. And and yeah. um I think both Nick and, and the, Joe really nailed that aspect of it.
3: And the tie spin on the mm-hmm. the dishes. That I like it's like this was the one where like you, you got a sense that the, the chefs had an idea of what food the person liked.
1: Yeah. And, yeah.
3: And, and Joe leaned like, leaned into that. So I learned that she liked to, uh, she liked an infusion of Thai flavors into some of her dishes. So I want to go in that route. So that was, I thought that was actually kind of clever on Joe's part. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Monique and Jackson, um, had Barbara Jordan, uh, Monique had fried oysters with assorted beans, pickled okra, and pancetta, bean broth, and I did really love her idea. She she loved being like, "This is where she was from. This is what they use in the area." She just didn't go far enough with any of it,
3: and and it seemed like there was one decision that led to a chain reaction of yes <laughs> of impact. Like like I think the fried oysters are too big, but by cutting them, you potentially they're potentially going to be ruined by the broth, and so I'm going to get less broth in the bowls. And then they, it just was this like snowball effect of like just. they like even heard, heard Tom say like, "Just give us the whole oyster." I mean, yeah. if those are, they're pretty easy to cut. I mean, the like the the pork that was too big from Ashley was probably you know that can be oftentimes like you need to dig into it to cut it. But an oyster, it, did, it didn't sound like there was an issue with it being you know cooked problematically. It's just there were just several different elements that seemed to go wrong based on a chain reaction from a single decision.
0: Yeah. And it seems like one of the, um, what, what do you call them? I guess like the people that aren't actually judging, but they were eating the food.
2: Yes, they call
3: them guests. Yeah. yeah sure guest yes. guest okay. Is this one, they did all it. We've seen, some they app, all had a, this, an
2: opinion. Yeah.
3: And they had the, they had like, they turned the menu into a ballot and they had them all vote on which one was the winner. um, And then we've seen ones where like for the, the brisket one where they had, they served, they served a bunch of pit masters. Like they didn't know the the pit masters didn't decide who the winner was. So this was a, one of the rare cases where the people at the table decide who the winner is. But I think the judging panel of four were the ones that decided
0: who went home. Gotcha. So with the, the guests, because, you know, there was a point where Monique realized that too much broth was making the oyster, the fried oyster soggy. But did she realize that after already pouring the broth into one bowl? Because one so, of the guests Nini was like, oh, uh, I got
2: yeah, I got a lot of broth. I'm having a yeah. great
3: time." I think that might have been it.
2: Ugh. Yeah, it's, t- it's tough to it's tough to lose Monique here. I love Monique. Um, and then Jackson, he made um, tagliolini with chicken and offal ragu because um, Barbara Jordan had a lot of heart and guts, so he cooked with them. <laughs> I thought that was.
3: I thought that was funny.
2: Like I, the, I love a pun. I love like a. Yeah. I love stuff like that. It makes me laugh. And it didn't.
3: It, it didn't seem like he was just like pulling a reason out of his ass because he was like insulting his notebook while he was saying I know, all this. That was so so cute. which which made it seem a little bit more official. Like oh, he actually did think this. through. Like this is what he has written down, and this yes. was his thought process. This yeah. wasn't something where he's just like making it up on the fly. It could have been, mm. but there there was also some. Um, I think there there was actually I think one point in this episode as well where. Somebody asked Jackson to taste something to see if it was too salty, and he's like, "He tasted. It, he goes, oh, you might want to get somebody else's opinion.' Yeah, because if it... So I don't. So I think we're still. The, the, the jury is still out on whether or not it's public knowledge that Jackson, Jackson's lack of taste,
0: yeah.
3: is, is. I we still don't know
0: if everybody knows or not. Right, like, do the judges know? I don't know.
2: I will. My thought is that I think, like, aren't Padman Tom, like, executive producers on the show? Or am I so you think they,
3: they may have been?
2: I, I feel like they probably have at least, maybe not a hand, but a finger on casting and would probably mm-hmm. know that fact. Right.
3: I wonder if that came up in casting or if he did it or not until he.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe it was, like, in between, ca- like, in between, he had already been cast for the mm, show and yeah. be- before filming. Like,
3: like if I was a chef who wanted to get onto Top Chef, I don't think the route I would go is like my thing. That gets me. My
2: thing. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't taste anything. Fair, 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 fair. I feel um, like I. Hmm, I wonder if they have to. I mean, I'm assuming they have to go through medical, and he probably has to tell them, "Hey, I just had COVID." Yeah. And I wonder if they say, "Do you have any lingering symptoms?" Regardless of. If those, link, if those symptoms are like the, you know, the stuffy nose or throat or whatever it is. And, you know, he has to say like, yeah, I actually still can't taste stuff. So hmm. um, and then they can decide from that. I don't know. I, f- I feel like he has to have told the producers. I feel and yeah. then in turn, Padman Tom must know. But
3: I'm going know. this week, my goal is to find out via Twitter. If, if Jackson's on Twitter, I'm going to see if he We'll answer the question directly for us. That's, That's great. A, let's see if we can find out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That sounds fun. Do they uh, ever have any challenges that are based on smell or taste? Yes. Like, yes. Create something based on. Okay.
3: There, no, there's, there's one there where it's, it's literally a, you're blindfolded and you have like 60 seconds or 90 seconds to identify 12 things by taste.
1: Gotcha. And it's like,
3: it's purely a taste test. Yeah. Um, they do that maybe like once every what three or four seasons, daily I would every say season. every
2: other season at okay. this point, and like within the last ten seasons, probably every other season. It's a really fun challenge because I like mm-hmm. seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I, I'm kind of into. I can't, I can't remember the last time we had one. I'm kind of hoping we, that we get one just so we see what how Jackson reacts to it. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Like there's no way. There's no way these reality producers aren't throwing one of those in here. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we see Jackson, Buddha, and Evelyn in the top. Evelyn winning. She was really excited. This was. The same top as we had last week.
3: Evelyn Buddha Jackson. Evelyn Buddha Jackson. Yes, back wow. to back. And, Evelyn, <laughs> and Evelyn winning as well.
2: Yeah. yeah, good. Good for them. I'm really enjoying what they're doing.
3: Um, and we had Ashley and Monique on the bottom. The only difference here is that yeah. instead of Joe being on the bottom, it was Luke. So it was almost like a direct repeat of last week.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying Jackson a lot more than I thought I would. I'm hey getting dear. I'm getting very Brian from Top Chef Kentucky vibes from him. He's just like a tall dude who's like mm. funny, and I I just am really enjoying him.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and then in the bottom we see Ashley, Luke, and Monique, and my husband the entire time was like, Ashley has immunity, and I was like, <laughs> she must not, she must not have immunity, but she they put her in the bottom. No, she did have immunity. Um, they just wanted to like. Give her the feedback, which I think is completely fair. And if I'm in that position, I think I want that feedback as well.
3: Because I think there's been, I think there have been times where they'll bring up the bottom three, and then they'll look to the judges who are still, st- or the contestants who are still left. You on would the have side. been
2: here if not yeah. for immunity. Uh, yeah. it's like,
3: Bill, it's a good thing you had immunity, or you yeah. would have been up here with these bottom three. And so, I, <laughs> so it's interesting when they choose to do that and when they don't.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like I think if Ash, like if they had done this, Joe would have been in the bottom instead of Ashley. Yeah. But I, I think they are kind of going in a way of like, no, we actually want to improve you being a great chef.
3: And and maybe right. there was like a big enough gap between Ashley and Joe where it's like it would yeah. have been like Joe's wasn't egregiously bad enough yeah. to put in the bottom. So let's let's do it this way.
0: Yeah, maybe it was a situation where, you know, since Ashley did just go home, it was like, okay, if if Ashley does not have mm-hmm. immunity next week, then this you could be going home, like, if you were in the bottom again. So, we need to really, this really needs to be a wake-up call for you.
2: For sure. Um, and unfortunately, we lose Monique here. We're splitting up the couple, and I'm devastated. <laughs> I love Monique, but I didn't, I just, I love Monique, and I'm sad to see her go. Oh, go
0: ahead. I just going to say, did you notice Jackson, like, hit um, DeMar when when? Uh, when Monique came back in and like was like, "Oh, it's me."
2: I didn't know. Yeah, Jackson I'm like
0: his to. arm. <laughs>
3: I completely, <laughs> I completely, <laughs> when watching this episode, forgot about like being on uh, Modar watch, um, mm-hmm. Momar, Mo, Mo, Mo Donique, whatever. Because <laughs> um, I did not pick up on any of this, and now I kind of like I'm upset. That I deleted the episode from my DVR because I kind of want to go back and say. We're not gonna be I'm not gonna be able to look for those little signs anymore.
2: Yeah, I know.
3: Unless unless they are both in Last Chance Kitchen, like like in the peanut gallery. Oh, right. okay. Watching.
2: I I can't wait for next week when Latonya comes with a dissertation yes. of like all of the cute moments. Timestamps. Yeah, she will be like, okay, this and this and that. I cannot wait for that
3: she pulls down she's got like this bullet yeah. little red cords <laughs> connecting scenes from
2: like slow-mo gifs somehow she's yeah. printed out yeah I can't it's
3: wait Like
0: Ooh. this time it needs to be on video because I have a presentation yeah. yes yes I cannot
2: wait for that
5: it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com
4: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um,
2: yeah, So Monique heads to Last Chance Kitchen where she meets Sarah up. Meets up with Sarah.
3: Yep. I'm thinking this might be one of those instances Asia where somebody who is relatively early I could see Sarah basically going on just going mm-hmm. and going and going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah in this in this round because there was the whole broth fiasco with monique and all that going to nini and nobody else getting any um that they so of course the the last chance kitchen challenge is about broths and they had to make a composed dish that includes a flavorful broth and tom also wanted a little shot glass of broth on the side uh, <laughs> so he could taste the broth separately I, uh, I would
2: go to bars more if I had shot, shots of broth. Just shots broth. of broth, yeah. Well, I think that's I a great broth. name.
3: I said great name for a food truck. Shots of broth. <laughs> um, yeah. So they, you know, Sarah made a breakfast bacon broth with poached egg. Uh, it was based on a a ramen dish that she often had for breakfast, but she didn't. She kind of did it without the ramen. The squash hash that was in there was supposed to. Kind of like I guess so. Swap in for the the noodles. But yeah, bre- breakfast bacon broth with poached egg, toast garashi instead of togarashi, I mean, chilies and spices, and a squash hash. Whereas Monique made a sinigang with tomato, onions, ginger base, and shrimp stock. Um, and it's it sounded like I was a little bit worried at first. Like I'm kind of even though Monique is on my draft team, I'm I'm rooting for Sarah as a Michigander, um, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it 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 sounded like at first i thought tom was like well there was no ramen where's the noodles but he he liked both dishes but uh sarah edged it out in advances within last chance kitchen
2: i Watching Sarah in Last Chance Kitchen just makes me so disappointed she went out so early in Top Chef because I love her so much. She's like, got I so many just,
3: great sound bites.
2: Yeah, she's just like a great personality and she's fun to watch. And, you know, it's funny. She said in this episode, like, this is this is more my wheelhouse. I'm enjoying this more <laughs> <laughs> Um, for Sarah. I love her.
3: We've seen that we've seen in previous seasons, some chefs thrive a little bit more in the one on one. Matchups versus mm-hmm. like the necessarily the big competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll see how much longer she can hang. Out. We're not so we're down to nine in the main competition now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Usually, someone comes back around four. I think we've seen.
2: Yeah, and do you think we're going to get another double elimination down the road?
3: Maybe.
2: Or Ooh. like a or like a sudden death quickfire. We haven't seen one of those in a while.
3: I'm hoping not. Ooh. The sudden death quick fires yeah. are kind of like, ugh, they always leave a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. But I guess that's one way to do a double elimination episode without it necessarily being a team-based elimination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so the the quick the sudden death quick fire is exactly what it sounds like for those who haven't seen it before, is is they have a quick fire challenge instead of simply there being a winner who gets immunity and a prize, the person who actually does worse than the quick fire goes home. Wow, um, It's never fun. Yeah. Um, but the... Oh, man. And then, so I'm guessing we're still going to have Restaurant Wars at 8. Mm-hmm. Um, so two, two more episodes until Restaurant Wars. Which is always
2: fun. Two more, or, like one more episode and then Restaurant Wars episode. Yeah,
3: that's, yeah, that.
2: Right, right. Yeah, so two, yeah, okay, cool, 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 cool. We're on the same page. We're, <laughs> just, same reading, page. we're just reading a different sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I didn't, convert, <laughs> I didn't convert to metric for you, so I apologize. <laughs> oh, 1.37
2: 1. Oh, episodes. So that's that's the episode. Asia. I can't wait. But you're I I'm so excited that you're just gonna keep watching Top
0: Chef. So. Yes. I mean anyway. I have set it th- I've set it to record on my oh, I love this. like oh, I love Yeah. This. Yeah. We are we're we're good to because go. like Beyond the Edge, I had to I had to cancel that. I don't I was like I'm you. not watching
2: yeah. I can I, even watch the commercials without wanting right? to like
3: die. I, I I stopped after one episode. I couldn't Same. do it anymore. <laughs> I think I was like they oh wait, they just get to, like the only drama is if they decide to quit. Like that's right? the worst. like why am I going to watch a show? Oh, so that's are predi- all just
2: there, yeah, all the time.
3: That, well, at least the, that's how it was served up in the first episode. I don't mm. know if it was if it's changed up. It's for charity, Um and like why am I going to watch a show that's predicated on the worst part of Survivor, people quitting? <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah, no, that's enough um, for me, Doug.
0: But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all in. Oh, like I'm so I, <laughs> I literally. Um, Was so invested. So, yeah, I I can't I can't wait for next week's episode. And just like every episode I've been able to be like, oh, oh, I know that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. (laughs) 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 Like, I know that I've seen that place. I've been there. Um, And then it can open up, you know, my horizons to places I can visit if I don't know it. So, you know, trying Evelyn's restaurant and just seeing what else is out there. Maybe I can go back to the blind goat, try something different. Mm -hmm. So yeah.
3: Haley, you didn't bring up Padma's leather outfit for the quick fire and her her hair.
2: I was distracted by her hair. It was not <laughs> one of my favorite Padma looks. Not one of my favorites.
3: I, I'm I'm never the person to bring up the fashion. But for some reason, it reminded me of. So so Asia last season, there was a, a elimination challenge at a drive through theater in Portland and there were like five genres of like two people had to make dishes based on horror two on on sci-fi two on action so exactly like this challenge except with <laughs> film genres instead of historically Inspiring important women, women. Mm. exactly but but the introduction to each genre was like a 10 second clip of Padma in in like horror movie mode or in action movie mode she's like like uh like there's so much going on because it's Action. Or something. Yeah. So her yeah, way anyway, her weird. outfit to, her outfit today reminded me of her in the action little clips so that we funny. had last season. So anyway, <laughs> I just I just had to throw that out
2: there. So Asia, what have you been uh eating this week? Anything good? Oh, Anything great? Yeah.
0: Anything so, you're planning
2: on eating? Oh, okay. Honorable mention to
0: uh Whole Foods. So um <laughs> I go I go to a place uh the place where I go work out is called uh Spanga and it's like right uh, on the way home I pass a Whole Foods. So I've started stopping there a little bit more just to because Whole Foods I, I feel like I can't do a full grocery shopping trip there. It's just pricey. I'd rather do a full trip at H E B. Whole Foods, I'll go for specific things. Mm-hmm. And so they have these pre-prepared um like they'll marinate meats. And mm. so this week I got some marinated steak. It was marinated. Um, I think it was tequila lime uh, steak. Or, or what was it? It was a specific type of steak. I can't remember, but I made that and then it had some Brussels sprouts. So just put those, mm. uh, it, it came with like a seasoning from a um, whole foods. And I, you know, bake that. So that was really good. Very delicious. And the week before I did that with chicken that had been marinating at whole foods. So it was like tequila lime as mm-hmm. well. Um, and then made like a side of, or actually made it into tostadas. So I made nice. a tostada, made some rice and then I had, a, it was like chicken thighs. So I shredded the chicken thighs and then put a guac on top. Um, but outside of that, nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, tried a couple or not tried, but had restaurants that I normally go to. Like we have a really good uh, Asian restaurant here called rice Box that, uh that is just delicious. Um, so I had the, what did I have? I had the cauliflower fried rice and then um, it was the cauliflower. Uh, they have a, this thing called chow fun, which is just flat rice noodles. Mm-hmm. So I had that with cauliflower. Just asking a lot of cauliflower, um, <laughs> as, as we all do.
2: Really a supporting character in this week's meal
0: plan. Right. But yeah, and then this week doing HelloFresh. So I think I got three rice bowls, a variety of rice
2: bowls. Nice. Kurt, what did you
3: ne- have this week? Well, oh, I need to reactivate one of my... I, I like juggle between three different subscription boxes. So it's like, skip the orders as far ahead in the future as I can, and then come back and just turn on the orders as i need oh them. So I need-
2: see i skip as far ahead as i can and then i forget and then it arrives at my doorstep
3: yeah i need the which is which can be okay but not when you have potentially three coming to your door That's three different places there. <laughs> um so i mentioned like this past week i was uh house sitting and pet sitting for the entire week so it was a lot of uh take out um got a good set of, well, I think it was the Crispy Brussels Sprouts and uh, Cashew Chicken from Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Ooh. Um, did discover a local uh, sub place called Boardwalk Subs that ha- they do something amazing. Well, actually, the first time I went there, I said they do something amazing with their bread and I don't know what it is. But then I actually read their website. They, so like All of their subs are 15 inches. You can't get anything smaller. But then when they toast, if you want to get it, I, can't, I think they call it rogued up like if you want your if you want your sub robed up, what they'll do is they'll put oil and seasonings and parmesan cheese <gasps> on the bread and then oh. toast it. But then because it's a sub bun, they'll flip it upside down. So like the flat toasted part is now up. And it actually adds a lot of interesting flavor and seasoning into the sandwich.
2: I love that. Um, yes,
3: that's great. So that was that was really good. Um, otherwise just a lot of like, Oh, I ordered a pizza. Oh, I, you know, mm-hmm. Detroit style. Oh, I ordered, you know, uh, some, uh, just a, you know, stop by Taco Bell. Um, but I think I am going to the Tiki place across the street from me opens in about an hour. And <laughs> even though I had like a light, we'll call it a brunch. I had a brunch right before this, but I need now like a lunch. Yes. yes. Um, so I may go there. I think I've mentioned in the podcast before they have a Tiki passport where they've got like all 33 of their Tiki drinks in a passport form for 2022. And you have to get you can get it stamped. So what I'll what I'll do is I'll go there. I'll place it to go order. I'll get one or two Tiki cocktails while I wait. Get my passport stamped. It's, it's been a few weeks since I've had a stamp. So that's what I think what I'll do today is they that's open fine. at two. So that's my plan. I love
2: that for you. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah. Good Sunday. Um This week. Oh, oh, was, oh no. Go right. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: One more thing. One more thing. It's the because I didn't have a, I didn't have a lot to talk about food this week. I was going to talk about uh, the show Rat in the Kitchen on TBS. Mm, oh, I TV heard. About,
2: does Joel McHale host that, or am I making that no,
3: up? No, that's um, that's under that's that's Kitchen Confidential, I think. <laughs> or under it's that that's I can't remember, what's the name of that Crime Scene Kitchen is right, what Joel right, right, thriller, right. which is actually a lot of fun too, where they have to investigate a kitchen post baking to determine from the clues there what right. was made, and then they have to recreate it. Rat in the Kitchen is like six people who have to compete in a like in a two different challenges in teams and then they will rotate. But it's like The Mole in that like to, like the one I watched from this week they had to create this uh eggs benedict uh from like making the hollandaise sauce from scratch to you know getting the perfectly cooked egg. Um but they like start the dish but then they had to make some sides too. But they start the dish but then you have to rotate, but one person in the kitchen is going to be sabotaging the dishes. Um, <laughs> and so uh, Natasha Leggero, the comedian, she hosts it in Ludo. Can't remember his last name is like the, uh, the co-host. That's the actual chef. Um, I think they're actually a really fun pairing. Uh, but yeah, just trying to kind of figure out, you know, Oh, is this person inept or who actually did this to the dish? Like, why is this like someone obviously swapped in salt for sugar or vice versa. So it's oh, kind oh, of, and it's, it's each episode self-contained. So it's not like the mole where, it progresses over time. Oh, so it's
0: a different set of people each episode?
3: Yeah. Oh, it okay. is. Uh, at the end of the episode, everybody votes for who they think the rat is. Um, the rat has been slowly acquiring funds in their bank over the course of the episode. If the uh chefs correctly identify the rat, they get to keep the money that's left. If the rat mm-hmm. goes by not identified, they get the money that they had effectively stolen over the course of the episode through these cooking challenges. So uh fun recommend. It's it's not, you know. There's probably things they could do to tweak it, uh, but I've enjoyed the two episodes I've seen. So I just want to put a plug in for Rat in the Kitchen.
0: That sounds good. You said it's on TBS? Yeah. Okay. Yep.
3: Haley?
2: Um, this week was like a kitchen or a fridge cleanout week where it's oh. like, we were, didn't want to go do groceries yet because we still had a few more things, but it was like getting to the end there. Um, <laughs> so I made, uh, the air fryer's been getting a lot of work lately, so I made, um, some actually orange chicken using the air fryer um and then Ethan made the actual orange sauce and we had that with broccoli over rice um but one day all I I just wanted vegetable I didn't want any anything I just wanted (laughs) so I roasted sweet potatoes with um cumin and chili powder and salt and pepper and then I um Roasted some peppers and onions, and then heated some corns and beans up in the microwave, and just mixed them all together with some sauce yeah. on top. It's great, actually. Would recommend if you're kind of like <laughs> just trying to clear stuff out. Um, I made some cookies this week. A couple of weeks ago, I went to bulk barn, which is I don't know. You guys have like you probably have like a equivalent to bulk barn where it's just. I'm where guessing
3: Sam's Club.
2: <laughs> not. That's more like Costco, right? This is what more is, what, like tubs of stuff, and you go and like fill. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: <laughs> cool. That's okay, cool. I'm aware of. I mean, I've been to grocery stores that will have a section where it's like, here's a tub of nuts, and you can like just. Like sp- that. And, but every whole store.
2: But, <laughs> whole, exactly. whole store they have like spices and seasonings, and also like every kind of flour you can imagine, every kind of candy you can imagine, everything it's like that you just
3: do it this is nothing but cakes, it's nothing but tubs,
2: <laughs> right <laughs> nothing but tides. yeah like you can get you can get everything in this place anyway, I got some M&Ms some uh, pastel colored M&Ms and I accidentally because I don't you don't have like a great sense of anything that involves numbers so like I don't understand weight or volume distance <laughs> so I had this jar on my counter that I wanted to fill with some beautiful M&Ms so I filled up this big bag <laughs> of M&Ms I was like this will be perfect amount uh, they cost $14 I spent $14 on pretty M&M's um, and I had like twice as many as was necessary for the jar um, So oh, but I made now you've refill.
1: you, no, yeah or you, or you oh, I refilled
2: oh I refilled all right um, and I made some cookies and they turned out well and then last night we couldn't decide what we wanted for dinner so we got takeout from our local barbecue place and it was great and I cool. can't wait to eat leftovers as soon as we're done this podcast
0: Hey, there was a a barbecue place that they actually were there as guests. When I had brought them up, it, it was the, I think it was the episode five with J Bar M. I was like, oh, there's this black owned barbecue place that's right next to the cidery that I always go to. And I never tried it because I, I didn't know anything about it. But it's called Famous Barbecue. So F-A-I-N. So I think I'm going to try that today for lunch. Ooh, oh,
2: nice. Please report back.
0: Yes,
3: <laughs> and I love a, I love the cider idea. Like I oh, I've,
2: I've been very I'm into ciders lately. Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna have one of those later today too. Thank you, thank oh. you for reminding me.
0: Yes, they um the one that that the one that's next to famous is called City Orchard, and they it is really nice scenery. Like I actually did like had some friends get together for my birthday last year there because um, the patio area is wonderful. I can take my dog, and um they came out with this new cider. Uh, They just like as of April 1st, that is um, strawberry basil. (laughs) So yeah, I went and bought some cans of it and it's pretty good.
3: (laughs) Nice.
2: So Asia, where can people find you on the Internet if they want to read more of what you put on the Internet or listen to more of what you put on the (laughs) Internet?
0: Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Asia like Asia. That's A-Y-S-H-A like A-S-I-A. I've had a busy few days um, after just like just only doing Married at First Sight for a while. I mean, of course, Big Brother Canada here and there. But if you want to hear me talk about relationships, subscribe to the Love at First Sight feed. I'm talking about Married at First Sight every week with Jason Reed. We're talking about season 14 right now. Um, we're right in the middle of the season. And then I'm also talking about the new Netflix show, The Ultimatum with Mary Kukowski. Uh, we are dropping a another a recap of the next four episodes so we already dropped a recap of episodes one through four we're going to drop a recap of episodes five through eight and then we are going to drop a recap of the finale in the reunion that's coming out on april 13th and so um yeah if you want to hear me talk about those shows they're they're wild to thrive to love it um love at first sight
2: feed the Um, love is blind coverage was amazing and i (laughs) Like it was great, and I loved it so much. And it was like what forced me to watch the show. And then I love the show so much, and then I love the podcast so much, I can't wait to watch the ultimatum.
3: (laughs) Because the the ultimatum is what they teased during the finale. Exactly. Like like it was like, it was was kind of a hard left turn (laughs) during the finale.
2: You like like, love? Well, watch us destroy it. It's like Temptation Island mixed with Love is Blind. Exactly. we
3: We have one surprise for everybody here who's here in the reunion show. Yeah. We have a new show coming up called oh, The Ultimate. I'm like, oh, Stop
0: toying with these yeah. people. This one is just like, I, I've loved all the TikToks of like, this is the worst show I've ever seen. I need seven seasons of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. Like it, it's one of those you definitely want to talk to your friends about. So just come listen to the coverage. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, Haley, we also have Love is Blind coverage. We cover season two. And then they already have seasons three, four, and five like in the can. So <laughs> We are, uh, we will be covering those, so keep a lookout. Um, and then they do have a Love is Blind season two after the altar that's coming out Ooh. I don't know when they're dropping that but Ooh. I will be there to cover it Um, and so I also you know Big Brother Canada coverage and then I also joined Rob for the patrons of Rob has a podcast I joined Rob on the Survivor Academy so we gave some l- lessons to learn from this past episode of Survivor um, and then I'll be joining the Dark Walk crew over on Post Show Recaps to talk about episode six of Bridgerton i'm so
2: jealous can you just remind them to call me yes (laughs) will do (laughs) i'll put in a good word thank you um but yeah
0: if you want to know anything that i'm up to just follow me on twitter and you'll see it there
3: Kurt. I uh, don't have a whole lot going on. You can follow me uh, on the Instagram and the Twitter and the, uh, I, I always mention untapped. If you wanted to see what beers I'm drinking, uh, you can follow me at Kurt Clark on uh, all of those platforms. Yes. That's with two C's. Um, and front
2: and in the middle.
3: Yeah. One at the front of each of the two words, but when you put it together, it looks like the second one's right in the middle. It's funny <laughs> how that works. Um, Uh, Instagram, a lot of pictures of foods and escape rooms. Uh, and I think that's about it. Otherwise, like occasionally you can find me over on, um, you can follow my twitch channel Kirk clark as well but if on, on tuesday evenings 8 eastern uh if you go to twitch.com slash dm philly uh then myself and several po- folks from the post show recaps world uh will be playing uh D in space and so that's always fun uh playing with with uh with rich and dj labelle klein and grace leader and a whole bunch of folks so it's a, that's always good fun
0: what was the last escape room you did
3: um I did six escape rooms when I was in London on vacation. Wow!
0: Okay.
3: Uh, and the last facility had three rooms, and they let me do them solo. But there was like hands-on, like white glove VIP treatment, where like between rooms, they like they took me up to this bar area for a drink and kind of debriefed me on like what I thought of the room, oh, and they gave wow. me like, the history of the facility, and they gave me like extra time because there was a lot to do in these rooms for a single person. So, mm-hmm. uh, what I thought was going to be like a three hour adventure was more of like a four and a half to five hour adventure just with the downtime. Yeah. Talk with everybody. So, um, and that was at Escape Plan in London. High recommend if anybody Spain. is okay. doing uh, rooms there. But
0: Okay. Because yeah. I know that that was our one commonality before coming <laughs> on. I was like, I just know Kirk Clark loves escape rooms. <laughs> We've, we bonded over that, right? So, yeah. <laughs> no, I,
3: went, I think right after we connected, I went to Dallas for New Year's and did several escape rooms uh, yeah. <laughs> there. Uh, so I haven't been to Houston yet for escape rooms, but I've done several in Dallas.
0: We have a ton. I think I've done most of them here, but I am going to Amsterdam, Paris, and London in June. So I will be hitting you up for the name of those escape rooms.
3: I've got recommendations and and perfect. warnings.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm jealous of Amsterdam. There's some what I've heard there's some really good ones in Amsterdam but oh. um yeah, well we can we can connect.
0: Okay, perfect. <laughs>
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at strong underscore. Um, if you want to check out what I'm reading, I accident- actually did post a book review at the Strong <laughs> Library.
3: Did you say accidentally? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounded like you, like you were going to say, you wanted to say actually, but it just accidentally but you corrected yourself. Did you, did you accidentally finish a book?
2: I did accidentally finish a book. I like <laughs> I had an hour to kill while I was waiting for something and it was like, well, I should read because I don't want to use up all the data on my phone. And I finished. And then I got like, enough into the book where i'm like okay i gotta finish this book now before i go to sleep um, I,
3: think, I think you'll appreciate this when i when i had my my trip to london i was like as as an only child i'm used to entertaining myself so it's like i'll take five minutes to pack my clothes and like three hours to pack my books and like the stuff i need to entertain <laughs> myself so i packed like six books to read like these three will be for on the plane i'll put these three in my on or in my luggage for when i fly back I didn't finish any of the six books, but I managed to buy four more while in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, see, I don't, I, I don't bring physical books on trips anymore. I just use my iPad and like download That's something smart. on Kindle or use the Libby app through my library and do something like that. Because like I have been there, I cannot, I can no longer bring books with me places. <laughs> yeah.
3: Anyway, I, I interrupted you. Your, 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 uh, your library. What's, what's your what library Instagram again?
2: At the you Strong work? Library. The strong okay. um, if you want to hear more of my voice, I joined uh, my co-host Amy and um, Zach Brooks and Brendan Fitzpatrick on the Movie Ladder this week. Yes, folks, I watched a movie. <laughs> Shocking to <laughs> all I know, we watched Mama Mia and had a great time. So check that out.
3: The first or the second? I'm assuming the first. Otherwise, you would the
2: first. Okay. Yeah, I had never seen it before. Yeah. I do love Abba though, so mm-hmm. so check check that out. Other than that. You can pack your knives and head on out. Mm. Thanks for joining us, Asia. This is great. I hope you come <laughs> Thanks back. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
4: 18 plus.